too many too many damn video conferences these days. Jimmy, how are you? What are you sipping on? Oh, I'm drinking a delicious shake from Culver's. It's, uh, it's my fat kid day, so. Culver's, uh, famous for the butter hamburgers, I believe, right? A Michigan butter, staple. But, butter burgers, and it, it is uh, it, like uh, it's popular here, but it is a Wisconsin export, so uh, I can't can't claim it as Michigan's own. Yeah, but there's plenty of them around there, and there's all sorts of like butter burger places. Over. <laughs> I remember driving around West Michigan, just be like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That and well, Russes. Just like uh, Russes. Russes. I uh, my first job I ever had in my entire life was at a Russes. Uh, Is it one that had a uh, a phone where you could call from the table? It was not one of those. No. Mm. I went to one of those in Grand Rapids. I was like, oh, cool. I think there's still, I know there's at least one left in Holland, which is where I think they originated from, but um, most of them have since closed. I remember one time driving out to one in Holland because my uncle was a pastor out there from, from Grand Rapids, and then on the way home being like a terrible snowstorm, and my brother's driving, and we're just like, like just, you know, no visibility, and yeah wasn't fun didn't like driving in that no they are they had a sampler platter that was just all fried things like like fried mushrooms or uh i don't know tater tots and onion rings and it was just a basket of brown that's what i always called it (laughs) onion rings are just that they just wreak havoc on my body i get so much uh acid reflux from them terrible Indeed. But anyway, enough about random West Michigan food. <laughs> Let's talk about what people are here for. Don Redwoods. Uh, <laughs> you, put, yes. you put a Don Redwood in your yard. I do. I will. I, uh, he, he finally got delivered tonight. Um, so he's in a pot in my front yard right now. But I got a spot picked out for him. Um, I'm going to uh, try to Sunday afternoon after uh after the Premier League ends, to go out and, and get them planted. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a baby, but it's uh it's already about ten to twelve feet tall. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Brad Tyndall who uh, turned us both on to redwood trees. They're just delightful. And I actually had an encounter with a redwood myself today, and just so happens I had it in my pocket. I didn't plan this at all. These are redwood cones I found wow. about. Yeah, so the, in Maryland it's hot enough where they actually cone up. And I have them all the time. So I'm going to throw them in my tree garden here and see if they grow. I don't know. Maybe they won't. But that'd be cool if they sprouted. It'd be very cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, they're, it's a, they're beautiful trees. I, uh, I appreciate Brad's uh, um, tree knowledge. I did call him when I was at the nursery trying to figure out, you know, how to pick out the best one. And, yeah, finally came today. I'm, I'm very excited. And I also got a couple of apple trees, you know, Michigan apples. Uh, fruit trees rooster uh, and the villain formerly rooster and the devil has always loved trees so now we should probably talk about soccer because i'm sure people that are just finding us randomly four minutes in they're like what the hell did i stumble onto and let me tell you it's the greatest soccer show that's ever existed it's uh definitely the the one i have most fun contributing to how about that yeah so where are we gonna start um should we start with city villa since it is villain uh-huh. Bruce, villain 
it also has title implications. So also a, a narrative that you explained earlier that I would just love to hear again. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, uh, City going for the title. Um, uh, playing Villa, who haven't been in great form, I want to say like two wins out of the last ten. Um, but the storyline here is obviously last summer, um, uh, Villa's own Jack Grealish decided he needed to leave for greener pastures and, um, you know, went to City uh, to win win titles. Um, uh, it didn't work out for him in the Champions League, and and now you know here he is with an opportunity to win a Premier League title, and um, I hope just for story's sake, uh, more than anything else, that uh, Villa is the one that takes it away from him. You know, if they're able to take points off City uh, and Liverpool take care of business, then uh, Jackie Boy would have left for no Premier League titles and no cha- uh, Champions League titles. Um, granted, at least he got to play in the Champions League, but uh, it would be a it would be a great way to finish an otherwise um, you know transitional type season for Villa. So um, there's also yeah. the uh, the angle of Gerard helping his old team after the famous <laughs> slipping incident too. So there would be Gerard Gerard and Coutinho. Mm. Oh, Coutinho slipped as well. No, just he played for uh, for oh. Liverpool. So. Oh, oh, that would be, yeah, nice. That would be cool. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Do you have any sh- chance at all? Is it at the Etihad? Uh, it is at the Etihad. Um, and I, you know, the way, City get, been, yeah. the way City have been playing, the way Villa's been playing, uh, I'm not holding my breath, but it would be fun. Yeah, City's still definitely the odds-on favorite to win the title, but I don't feel so bad for Liverpool after walking away with the FA Cup. Already had the league, the league cup in hand. They have the Champions League to play for, so they're doing okay. I don't feel out of out of City or Liverpool. I don't care who wins because I hate them both. Uh, I'd rather see Liverpool, and that's like funny for me to say because you know I've gone off about the former um, devil. How much? I, yeah, but um, you know I I would say Liverpool more than City. I would rather see win. Um, uh, you know, any sort of dent in the armor that people can do to City makes me happy. So, and like honestly, like of the two, they're both completely overwhelming talent-wise. But I actually enjoy watching Liverpool play. Like I appreciate how good City is. Like I under like understandably I do. But they just like they're they're really Robotic. good at making it look really boring. Like yes, I, agreed. So. Agreed, hundred percent. And live, but both teams too, just extraordinary, extraordinary. Oh, so deep, so so talented, so many really world class players. Um, Liverpool's yeah, is more impressive of the of the teams with their, uh, you know, their net spend obviously being smaller than Everton's, which is hilarious to me. I don't know if you saw that graphic at all. No, I haven't. But Klopp just seems to. Get a, get his pieces and just place them right into that lineup, and they just keep humming along. Yeah, they're they're a well-oiled machine, and obviously Salah and Mane, and then you add you know Jota. I mean, they like they're spoiled for for choice up top. Is um, Salah out for Champions League? Or are they just being cautious? You know, I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't been tracking Either. on that. I got a full disclosure. So, wonder if Helder knows. 
Quick, text him. Huh. I've been on my phone too much today. I can't look at it again, oh, and I would just get fair. so distracted. That's fair. <laughs> Are you working tonight still? Uh, people always think like I work Friday night. I don't work Friday night. I work Saturday morning. But like, I mean, I guess technically it's nighttime because I'll probably be in. Um, I just like I was gonna sit down and do some some work tonight before I went in tomorrow, but I just realized I don't have my power cord, so uh, I'll be in probably between. 1 32 a.m. So a couple hours. Good lord. God bless you, Jimmy. Yeah. It's middle of the night. It, it is, but like also, you know, it's it's three days. And uh, I'm not even working three days. I'm working Saturday and Monday this weekend because I, I took Sunday off for um, what is the most enjoyable day on the soccer calendar for me outside of World Cup years. Mm. What's that final Premier League day? Yes. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, someday I'd love to do it. I think uh, Tyndall and I have talked about it on, on this podcast, but a couple years ago, um, actually during, uh, um, I think the year after COVID, I can't remember, Some somewhere around COVID, we did an outside where I had a bunch of old TVs and we were able to plug them all in. We had like five or six games going at his house out on the deck. I remember hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a it is a joyous occasion. But let's uh, let's get back let's get back to soccer. So I mean, yeah, obviously the city game, uh, Villa, uh, obvious interest for everybody, including ourselves uh, as Villa fans. But Tottenham, um, let's start. Let's let's go back a little bit here. Um, we got to go back because we haven't talked since the North London Derby, but when uh, going from the North London Derby date uh, time to where you guys are at now going into the final day, kind of walk me through like the, 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 the games they've had. And then now the scenarios that they're looking at. Yeah. I mean, I think we just go just back to North London Derby. It was a very great game from a Tottenham perspective. I loved how Babel in the thread was saying, Oh, you know, there's still, there's, both there's a lot of chances for goals both teams so i just found it so exciting that they ended up winning three nothing uh say what you will about the the holding pen was it holding that had the handball i believe it was right yeah and then uh yeah so he hit his arm i think it was a penalty and harry kane of course buried it scores again no, Sorry to mean to interject. It wasn't that. It was uh, it was Cedric. It wasn't hitting holding hand. It was Cedric putting his uh, arm into Sonny's back. In the really? PGA. That's what they called. Yeah. Like they thought. Like uh-huh. the commentators. The commentators thought it hit a hand, but really what it was was uh, Cedric coming through his back. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. Go on. No, no, that's good. I'm glad you did. I feel a little embarrassed. I didn't know that. But who am I embarrassed to? Nobody. Just you. Whoever's listening. But anyway. Harry Kane then puts like a crazy kind of header. Um, then Sonny again in the 47th just kind of closed the deal and stomped on their throat. So obviously from where Tottenham was probably the last time we were on the podcast together to where they are now, which is in a pole position for a Champions League spot after Arsenal choked again. Um, yeah, it's just a dream. It, it's Harry's probably going to stay. Conte, Conte has a better chance of staying now that they're, uh, you know, as long as they can put away Norwich, which Norwich away. I remember watching them beat City at uh, Carroll Road there. So I'm not 
Tottenham's Tottenham. I, anything could happen still. We could very well be hearing that Europa League uh, anthem in the beginning of the fall next year. But I'm pretty confident. I think I think they're going to get it. Well, um, I didn't like. I didn't look, but I read somewhere like mathematically, you guys uh, could potentially finish ahead of Chelsea. Is that is that true? That is true. Yeah, it's actually um, Chelsea right now is on 71 points. No, no, we'd have to really win, and then we can't make up that goal differential. So. No, we can't catch them anymore. It must have been the last game that happened. I got you. Well, Chelsea just tied somebody, right? <clears throat> yeah, I thought they just tied... Um, Leicester. Yes. Yeah, so they got that point there, so we can't catch them anymore. It's okay. just just Arsenal who can't catch us on... If we tie, then we uh, Champions League, or if we win. So that's what we need, tie or win. We'll yes. see. I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors of there being health problems in the squad, though. Amongst two, like uh, what players? Are you... Harry Kane has like some sort of stomach bug. There were some reports that it was food poisoning for a little while, and that a bunch of players were affected. But I think that's been debunked. But it does sound like there's a couple players maybe that are a little bang up right now from this bug or whatever it is. But. I don't know, Jimmy. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be watching. I, d- I did see the, the reports that, uh, well, reportedly, um, I didn't see it, like, confirmed anywhere, but reportedly that uh, uh, Kulisewski and um, Romero loans are made uh, permanent deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously delighted by those two signings since they came in January. They They have had just a tremendous effect on the squad. Um, maybe it was also to Conte's training and methods are starting to take shape around January as well. Can't discount that. Um, oh, I mean, I know Romero was hurt most of the early part of the season, but like, um, he, I mean, he, uh, he'd been on most since the beginning of the year, right? It was Benton. Right, right, right. Sorry. I, I, uh, I heard Benton Kerr. I didn't hear it correctly. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, no, Romero is er- delighted. Everyone's just absolutely delighted by him. He is, he's incredible. He's just, very aggressive, um, makes a lot of tackles, gets the ball, just a rock back there, and he's just so young, so it's just it's delightful. Are Love you it. uh, are you concerned though that the board will say, look, we spent money, uh, and Conte won't get any more additions that he wants because <laughs> Levy won't be able to move guys out quick enough because he'll be holding on for, um, you know. For, for money he's not going to get for players like Bergwijn and um, other guys. I'd love to say no to you. I really would. But just watching them in transfer windows the last couple of years, anything is possible. But the counter argument to that is if not now, then when with Harry Kane 29 and Sonny 30 and all of a sudden the roster construction's kind of coming together. They got good young players in an injection of youth. Still have some pieces that they definitely need to get this summer. It is hard to see them contending in the Premier League, though, and saying any roster they put together is going to be on the city-Liverpool level. Well, I, think, at some I, think, point, I think it's just consistency. Um, I, like, I think that... You're right. Like, you're definitely not, like, no one's going to be able to deep, but if you guys can get, like, the 
you know, the, the 15 players and keep them healthy all season. Like, you know, you, you watched Liverpool, not Liverpool, I'm sorry, Leicester do it a couple of years ago. I mean, really it was the same starting 11 every game just because they were able to stay healthy. So if you're able to do that, then anyone can win it. Um, yeah, but since I've started watching, I'm biased because I've only seen Liverpool and City win the league, and now I've been in like four or five seasons. So, oh no, Chelsea won in, in your in your fandom time. Oh, did they? Well, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Who coached that team? I think Antonio Conte, buddy. Really? Holy shit! Yeah, huh. I still really am oh. know nothing. But <laughs> it all meshes together. Anything pre-COVID just feels like a million years ago um <laughs> i i did want to like uh um no plan words here i did want to play um devil's advocate for a minute um my response to your if not now when question uh and this is you know me being a dickhead um and spiteful still but um never is the answer and i say that only because we're getting to the point where all these clubs see like the Americanization of stuff. And it's no longer about like going for and joy. It's about building a sustainable business model. So as long as we're good enough to make the champions league, what does it matter? You saw, you saw American owners do that with Arsenal to death, right. Until they finally like fell apart. And now they haven't made the champions league since 2015, 2016. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't think I like. I think that eventually, like, I think you're going to start to see some of that loss where teams don't want to go spend a bunch of money, regardless if they're like a few pieces away, if they're making money. And um, I honestly think I've thought to myself the best thing that could happen is for City to just go join a Super League and leave the Premier League, <laughs> and then you'll have some parity again. Yeah, City City has got like I mean. I'm not going to say a moment in the sun. I think they could be good for a while, like as long as the ownership group wants them to be. Um, I like, I'm telling you, like if, if they are like the white walkers, like I don't even know what to label Newcastle yet, but they are a absolute sleeping giant. Like city is a bunch of new and fake fans because you know, they're rich and good. Um, like and yes they have like a moderate history like they they were good like 50 years ago with fans they've been good long enough lately where they have plenty of fans it's but they're not like not like newcastle not even not even close like not not that large amount of fans that care and if you can do it even more organically than city who had to synthetically pump a shit ton of money in from rich ownership if you can do that and still stay inside the financial fair, fair play model because you have a, an actual massive fan base, um, they could be they could be dangerous. So speaking of financial fair play, did you hear that Leeds and Burnley sent a letter to the Premier League accusing Everton of not abiding by those financial fair play rules just today? Sounds like some sour grapes, but sure. It absolutely sounds like sour grapes. Everton also has a massive, real fan base. Um, so, I'm I am glad they're up, they they stayed up to be honest, which feels weird saying, but 
like there's a part of me, the evil part that was like, ah, every team going down would be fun. But yeah, like a blue chip team like that to lose is, I'm glad they're sticking around. And to see Deli Alley save them in his halftime substitute appearance. And apparently what I read online, he played absolutely phenomenal. But I didn't see the game, so I don't know. But Everton, they're safe. We'll see them next year. Tell me who's not safe. Who are we who's not at? safe is either Burnley or Leeds. That's it. And uh, and of those two, uh, for Mike's, Mike Steenstra's uh, fandom, his, uh, his own personal soccer enjoyment, who would you rather see go down? I mean, who do you think? Who does everyone want to see go down of those two teams? You have one team that plays free-flowing get up somewhat attractive football, even though they stink in Leeds and you have other, the other Burnley, the pub team who just sits back. Tottenham can never break them down. Those games are always like a slug. If they win, it's one out. They're just bunched up in the back. Screw them. Go down. I'm ready for them to leave. I think that like, uh, from like, from what I know, like I, Leeds is also another one with a, absolute massive fan base like Leeds is I think they said fourth biggest city in England so and it's the only major like uh mm. club in Leeds um I mean there are obviously other clubs but nothing even comes close to Leeds so like they are a huge massive fan base I think that outside of Leeds no one wants to see Leeds stay up um I would imagine that like there's lots of people who've been soccer fans for a long time that'd be like I want Leeds to go down I'm I'm with you. Like I, I think that like the Premier League would be better if Leeds stayed up. Um, but like you know, obviously, um, I also have like a soft spot for for Burnley. Like they've just been putting together this shoestring budget. I don't know if they're like asking like a a pay for play model just uh just to get team on the field. I'm just uh, tongue in cheek there. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're like uh, is that they are for Valley United. Is that a Valley United reference, Jimmy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's a good time to just give a quick shout out to Knights Nisa who did a whole episode on the Valley United situation in Nisa. Bad Nisa with another skid mark on the league's underpants. But yeah, although the the Knights Nisa podcast was interesting because they. They actually had a favorable light on the league. It's like the team, the trouble is all on the team side. And for what I'm hearing, the ownership group is still trying, but we'll see how things shake out in that situation. Right now we're talking about Leeds, and they play Brentford on Sunday, and Burnley plays Newcastle at home. Leeds is away. If, it, if they both lose, Leeds goes down. Is anything happening there? I mean, I would like the way the way current forms are. I would venture to guess that Newcastle will probably take care of business against Burnley. Right. Um. Uh, that having been said, like you know, Brentford's been playing pretty good soccer all year. I, I, yeah. Um, I know you got a soft spot for Christian Eriksen. Um, you know, uh, coming but back. Tony, the goal scorer, also. Oh, yeah, I have a I soft spot for it because I've had him in fantasy and has been he produces. Indeed. Um I, I think it's more likely that Leeds can nick a point though, um, against Brentford. 
than Burnley nicking a point against Newcastle. Um, yeah, if they nick so. a point, all they got to do is get a point. Because, yeah, I don't see Burnley beating Newcastle, which they were in relegation talk like in January, and they're just ahead of Villa, ahead of Palace, ahead of Southampton. Well, I think I sent, I think I sent to you, you and Tyndall, I thought they were like, 11, 6, and 3 or something like that in their last 20, uh, yeah, last 20 matches. So, like, um, yeah, they've been playing really good football. Um, yeah, I would, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if Burnley does anything against Newcastle. Um, that Leeds-Brentford game could be fireworks, though, because... I feel like Leeds will go for it, and I feel like Brentford, instead of like playing safe, will just be like, "Fuck it, let's go for it," and it'll just turn into you know end-to-end action. So that uh, that'll be a game I, ha- I have an eye on um, while I'm watching the Villa City game. Mm-hmm. You know, one other fun matchup to watch this Sunday. I probably won't watch it, but it's on at 11:30. Is Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield Town are in a second leg to for promotion to the Premier League. Um. I think there's three Americans in that matchup between Dwayne Holmes and then you have Alex Mighton on Nottingham Forest and Ethan Horvath. So either way, there's going to be an American coming up into the Prem. I think that game, is that game? Nottingham has a 2-1. Actually, I don't know. Do you know how what the goal differential is there? I, it's I just didn't one game. It. It's just one game, the final, yeah. right? Yeah, the, the final the final is just a final. <sighs> so... Um, Oh, yeah, at Wembley. Yeah, at Wembley. That should be a fun one. I'll probably uh, turn that on immediately after, you know, the, um, you know, the, catch the last half hour after the Premier League games are um, over. I can't believe they put that on the same day. I know, I know. You would have thought they'd play it tomorrow. There's like nothing going on tomorrow, at least in the English realm. Are you sure it's on Sunday? I am sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I'll probably catch the last half hour of that just after the as the game. But obviously, I think we talked. You asked me a couple weeks ago. Um, I would love to see. Uh, I mean, I said it then when all the teams, you know, there was a bunch of teams available. I would love to see Nottingham Forest come up. Um, so that'd be cool if they were able to do it. Um, I I don't want to see Huddersfield at all. That'd no, you're interested in that. That was like the worst team I've seen in the Premier League in my history of watching it. I think they had like 11 points by the end of the season. It was just pathetic. Yeah. I think Fulham is going to go straight back down again after they come up, but that's just me. Them and them and Norwich are just trading places every year. Norwich wins the championship, comes up. Fulham goes down. Fulham is going to win the championship. They're, they won the championship this year. They'll come up. Like, they're, just gonna, they're, they're the two Euro clubs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice to see Anthony Robinson getting some Premier League minutes before World Cup, I guess. But although maybe I mean, the championship is better suited for him. Who just got hurt? Was it Miles Robinson, um, the defender that got hurt? Yes, our uh, starting center back for almost all of qualifying tore his Achilles. Yeah, they actually announced the rosters today. I don't know if you saw that for, for June camp. Yeah, but that's just for the friendly right against Bosnia. Yeah, yeah. So actually, they have a couple. They're t- cap tying a couple guys. So, Selena, your boy from Chicago Fire, is now going to play for the U.S. officially. So that's good. 
This got Malik. Was it Malik Tillman on Bayern Munich two? Mm-hmm. Interesting one. I think he's is he a number nine? Um, I don't know where he plays. The only thing I read was that he had been playing a bunch of significant minutes for like the Germany U twenty one squad. So mm-hmm. I, I, got, I, I can't I can't imagine he has any impact on this World Cup. I think that's an eye eye on the future type player. I mean, yeah, I agree, but he does have caps at the first team too, I believe. But yeah, I don't know. Just some interesting USMNT things. And Pulisic just getting raked over the coals all year long by Chelsea fans. It's just time for him to leave. Well, now they have an American owner, so why would he have to leave? Because Tuchel does not like him, and the fan base does not rate him. So, confidence-wise... Bow down, bow down to your Los Angeles Lord and Savior, Todd Bowley, or whatever his name is. You know, it would just be just a lovely... It would just be so lovely if Pulisic in the World Cup scores against England to beat them. It would just be such a thorn in the side of all the Chelsea fans. They'll probably still have a lower uh, game score rating than Mason Mount. Yeah, always. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this tweet today about, you know, missing when Mason Mount missed the sitter in the FA Cup finals. No one said anything. And then Pulisic missed the sitter last game against Leicester and like, He's just getting destroyed, and Tuchel destroyed. It was, a, it was a quote straight from Tuchel's mouth where he, like, forgave Mount in the FA Cup final, and then Pulisic, he's, like, just kind of grilling on, like, you, you know, you need those chances, blah, 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 blah. So The the difference, the, like, I mean, outside of being English and American, is also that Mason Mount's an academy player and Christian Pulisic is a million-dollar player. Mm-hmm. So. True, yeah. Yeah, that, that matters. It does. Well, we have money attached to it. We also have Champions League finals. Who do you got? <clears throat> Liverpool, Real. Man. I think Real's going to do it. Mm. Sorry, Heller. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It could go anyway. It, it really could go anyway. It's an exciting final, but I'll go Liverpool just for Heller. I'm going to go 2 1. I think they're going to go uh, 2-0 in the first half, and then Real's going to nick one late and make it interesting. But Liverpool's man, the way The way Benzema's been playing in the last year, like, I think he gets at least two. Maybe. We'll see. they got to play the game. Um, quick shout-out, too, to Rangers, Frankfurt. So, sorry, Jamie. Rangers, your, your squad. What would you think of that matchup? And I will say that, first of all, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. With the oh, blue it's, and white. Uh, it, was so cool. it, was, it was very cool. Um, yeah, like, uh, you know, Frankfurt seems like a team of destiny, right? They took out West Ham, they took out Barcelona, um, whereas Rangers had a pretty pretty easy run-in, if you will. Um, I mean, way easier than Frankfurt's. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I, was, I was excited when they got up. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, after they get that goal, like it felt like they were just hanging on for dear life. And then the penalty kicks felt inevitable. And for it to be Aaron Ramsey, of all people, on loan to hit just a field <laughs> of a, a PK. Um, uh, yeah, you can't blame him. Stinks. You guys should have, uh, I thought you had that game. It was a really fun game, and it was 
such an interesting Europa League matchup, Scottish champions versus the 11th team in the Bundesliga. It was, it was fascinating. Well, they're no longer... <clears throat> they're no longer the Scottish champions. Uh, Celtic won it back this year. Oh, that's right. Um, and Cameron uh, Cameron Carter Vickers got a call up to the USMNT. Well, he he earned one. He was one of the players of the year in the Scottish Premier League. Um, yeah. Whatever people want to bash on that, like they're like I I rate it the same way I rate MLS. Um, except you know Celtic and Rangers will go play Europe games. Um. But yeah, I like. I, I was I, I was excited, um, but I think they still have a really good future. So um, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm always uh, got an eye on them. Um, and, uh, I, I was watching more when, uh, last year when it was on ESPN Plus. So. Yeah, you're you're always rocking Rangers kits too, which is oh, their 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 stuff is so sharp though, man. And like all the years, very sharp. So yeah, yeah I like those colors. Yes. And the logo is beautiful. So, and I do want to give a quick shout out to I cannot, I can't not mention the Maryland Bobcats. I don't know if I'm going to get out to the game. They're playing Bay Cities on the West Coast, and you know we we kind of uh, hinted at the NISA problems earlier in the pod, but there are plenty of teams that are doing good things, and the Bobcats are are one of them. Um, are you are you worried at all? Like if NISA continues to creak and crack and and splinter all over like because the bobcats have been so professional and doing things the right way like i mean uh do you have like a sideways eye on like you know if shit goes south where the bobcats gonna land yeah i mean obviously the first thing you think of is is league one i think i would think that they could slide in there you know, maybe it would take a year or two, but I think they have the ambition to the in, the club itself seems healthy. Although I do wonder with ticket sales and yeah, I, I do wonder how financially healthy the Bobcats are in general. I I suppose, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. I I like the club. I I want. I like the league. I do actually think the Nice is pretty entertaining. And I think actually a lot, large part of that is just listening to the Knights Unisa podcast if you know what's going on in the league. Um, right. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just want them to – I want Nisa to stay, and I want the Bobcats to continue their, their growth. And hopefully we get a lot of people at the game tomorrow. They've been getting – definitely pulling bigger crowds than last year, which isn't hard because of COVID, but, you know, good crowds. Except they did have a the Chattanooga night was just pouring rain and like forty, and tomorrow's yeah. going to be ninety five. That uh that makes it hard for sure. I did see they had that cool announcement. Uh, uh I mean we like uh, we were talking about them earlier, but they have that like training partnership with Everton when they come to town um this summer. That's kind of cool. Looks amazing actually. They made it super affordable. I wonder what kind of access they're going to have to the players. I'll, I'll be curious to see that. I'm kind of hopeful yeah. I can talk to Evan, the GM, and see if I can kind of score an invite to that. I would love to go watch Everton train. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not that involved in the – I'm just an idiot with the microphone. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, I remember I – don't, I don't know if you ever, like, were able to pursue it. I mean, life, you know – happens but I, I remember early on 
there was talk that you were going to try to like do some volunteer work or whatever with them. I don't know, obviously, like your job changed. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, my job got more stressful. I changed jobs to the National Cancer Institute, which is definitely busier. And then yeah, the girls are four and two, so they're just a force. And then I do golf league Thursday, so there's only so much free time you can get out of bedtime and stuff when the girls are this age. Like, I think in a couple of years again, I, I will have some volunteer time, but at the moment, we're still running tired. We're like a skeleton crew over there between Jess and I and the girls. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a good way to put it. We're running a skeleton crew for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Um, any any final thoughts? Any rants? Uh, no, no rants. Um, but uh, yeah, you got you alluded to it in the text with Tyndall, but we are about to go through a really dry period for soccer. Like, uh, I mean, I will probably have to watch some more Bobcats and Nisa games to to fill a, a soccer void. Um. With uh, you know, Premier League wrapping up, Champions League wrapping up, and the World Cup not till November, um, be starving for a little bit. I will definitely. Um, I've already been tracking on the schedule for um, uh, the local club here. We have a USL one club. Oh, I'm sorry, USL two uh, club in uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Kalamazoo FC. So, um, try to make it down for a couple of their games if I can. Um, they also started a women's team this year, so. Love to take the girls down and uh, let them see some of that because they've been enjoying watch, coming to watch Dad play. So um, that's where uh, that's where my uh, uh, that's how I'm going to lean towards it. I think that it's important for anyone else who feels the way that I feel. Like there are local grassroots clubs all over this country now. Like find them and be part of them. The same way Mike's been part of the Bobcats. It's um, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't have to be all the time, but it can be really enjoyable and fill the, fill that soccer need that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I've been thinking the same thing. I, it's going to be a dry summer for sure. Um, but the Bobcats will, will be there and the Nisa independent cup will be at some point this summer. So there is, and USL with Detroit city. I've actually watched, I've actually, if I see Detroit city on my ESPN plus app, I watch their games now, which it's kind of fun. Um, so games to be played for sure. But uh, I always miss the Premier League when it goes. It's a short summer, as Tyndall always says, but I'll miss it. Do you um, know what I'm not going to watch? What? MLS. No. Fuck that shit. Aw. There's friends of MLS on this pod. But yeah, I'm more of local. USL. And Nisa, they're both cool with me. Got no qualms. 